Hello, you're listening to Space for Rant, a stream of self-consciousness, where we cover topics from the mundane to the taboo, from the distant to the deeply personal. I'm Jacob, your host. The very general topic for today's episode is, who am I? Well, Happy New Year, everyone. We made it. We made it through 2021, the year where everything was kind of going to crap again. And by golly, I have no doubts that 2022 might be even worse, but I'll keep my hopes up. It's all you can do. It's actually still only New Year's Eve where I am, or when I am, rather. So I thought maybe I'd skip the topic idea I had for the first episode and just skip right to the idea I had for the second episode, because, hell, it's the new year. It's the time for making resolutions, for reflecting on where you've been, where you are, where you want to be, where you want to go, and that's what I'll do. I remember at the tail end of 2019, I was hanging out with some friends at school, we were talking about what our plans were for 2020, and that was the year that I would be graduating, and I was lucky that I had a job I would go right into after I graduated. So that was mostly on my mind, that shift from being in school and having a meal plan and having basically the school give you food to me living on my own, in my own place. And I thought my main focus for self-improvement at that point was going to be learning how to live on my own. Because I'd never done that before. I had never lived at my own place and cooked my own food for myself for months and months at a time. Because I was in school for four years getting food from the dining hall with the meal plan. And that was totally fine. I knew there might also be some struggles in the friendship realm, the dating realm, when I moved, because I would be in a new place, new environment, new expectations. But I had no idea just how much COVID would take all those concerns and amplify some of them and totally diminish other ones because I had to focus on other things. It was kind of a, I don't know, it wasn't a rough year. It wasn't an easy year. It was a year of learning, a hell of a lot of learning learning about myself and how to live, what I want, what I need. 2020 was the year of adjustment. It was the year of shifting from college where I first learned to, you know, have a social life and to branch out a bit more, to make friends through work and school. Shifting from that to living on my own, but not only living on my own, but living on my own during a pandemic and working during a pandemic and trying to be comfortable in this new place during a pandemic. It really sucks to have to learn all that. And by golly, I did pretty damn well, all right? 2020, despite all all the crap, I think I did pretty well for myself. 2019, I remember I was coming up with my resolutions for what it would be, and I said, because at the time I was um, concerned with my romantic life, because all through college, I I had, had... I had my first kiss in college, my senior year, I think it was. And up until then, I had no experience with any sort of, you know, intimacy with the opposite sex like that. And I told myself, you know, I'm graduating soon. I am going to be off in life. It's going to be the new year. I need something to, to do with myself. So my New Year's resolution was to have six dates. I didn't get six, I got I think maybe four or five, but there was a pandemic going on, so I will absolutely give myself that, that, uh, 
that's Slack. Post-2020, going into 2021, and talking to my counselor, it, it was clear that the issue that I was facing mostly was just being social, being comfortable with myself, accepting myself, loving myself. And that, that was what I was trying to do for 2021. I can't say that there was anything I did actively to reach that goal, but I think I am a lot closer to that goal than I was at the start of 2021. I'm much more pleased with who I am now than I was a year ago. I don't know if that's because I've changed and become somebody that I like better or if I have just started accepting all my different qualities. The point is I feel better. I've been working out. I, I mean, for the first time, just like last month, I looked in the mirror at myself, you know, the half naked and realized, you know what? This working out is paying off. It was the first time I actually looked at my body and felt felt a sense of confidence. And that's that's amazing. That was a, a great a great thing to to come out of this year. Hell, also this year, not necessarily as a as a resolution, I went on more dates this year. And I think they've been getting a hell of a lot better. I've been getting better. I'm not being ghosted i'm i'm being given a response a rejection that is the content is basically hey i think you're nice and all and great but i just don't feel the spark with you i don't feel that connection or i were in different places looking for different things whether they're actually meaning what they say or not it does show that there is a level of respect for me as a human as a person who has feelings and that's reassuring and now that I think about it it's kind of weird for me to, to put it in words like that because that makes it sound like I struggle to give myself the respect that I deserve as a person who has feelings and yeah I that that was something that I struggle with a lot and now it's certainly I've just improved a lot over the past year okay that's what I'm trying to tell you Hell of a lot of improvements, socially, uh, romantically. Granted, it still, still gets pretty lonely here, but there is improvement. The, the stars are semi-aligned. You know, I, I see things in my future as long as my future isn't cut short. So I'll, I'll take some time and reflect further on myself in 2020. And yes, I'll be talking about myself, so be warned. I have written here a list of things. There's a, a list of what I don't like about myself, a list of what I like about myself, oddities, what I like in other people, and uh, a couple other questions. So I'm going to start at the top and start with the uh, what I don't like about myself stuff, which is kind of weird to talk about now that I think about it, but I'll try to keep it brief because I tend to get very, very wordy in these things. One, too scared to seek out experience. This is true basically when I, an opportunity comes my way to do something fun or to do something new, something that I'm not used to, I will try to avoid it. Not necessarily at all costs, but I will still try to avoid it. I'll close up, I will get nervous, I'll get scared, and I'll just stick with what's comfortable. I'd like to be able to just go with the flow to accept that 
new experiences are good and I should be experiencing them and I should be taking more risks. Number two, I very easily get stuck in an anxiety thought loop. Yeah, there are ways to get out of these loops, you know, meditation and um, uh, deep breathing, stuff like that. But whenever I get into one of my anxiety thought loops, those things just, they're gone. I don't know how to do them. I completely forget that those methods exist. So I just kind of get stuck at my desk at work having a shitty day because I just can't stop thinking about, oh, the world's going to end maybe, or I'm so lonely, you know. It, it's stuff that I either have no control over or stuff that is about myself and not true. Number three, I'm awkward. I'm clumsy. You know, I'm lanky. I have a hard time talking sometimes because I start a sentence and I don't necessarily know how to end that. I have the idea in my head of what I'm going to say, but that idea is not in a series of easily sayable words. That doesn't make sense. The thought is not in words and it takes a while for me to translate it properly into words that I can speak. Hopefully that makes more sense. Number four, auditory processing disorder, ADD, and anxiety. Auditory processing disorder, uh, I mean, it was fourth, sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade? I think it was sixth grade where I, I mean, I basically almost failed fifth grade because I had a attention deficit disorder. I mean, I was very easily distracted. I did origami basically all the fifth grade. It was, it was bad. It was bad. And then I got a bunch of testing done in like sixth grade and uh, auditory processing disorder became one of those things that I was more aware of. So when I'm trying to listen to somebody and they're talking and we're in a place where there's other people, there's a lot of background noise, the background noise is loud enough or if they're quiet enough, I just won't be able to understand a single word they're saying. I can hear that they are saying words, but I cannot make out any words. And that's been a challenge. It's, it is frustrating Like when I'm trying to, to meet new people and I have to ask them to repeat themselves like three times. A lot of people get really annoyed at that. And I just, I don't really know how to handle that. Attention deficit disorder, that's self-explanatory. Anxiety, I already kind of touched on that earlier. Number five, a bit socially dumb. I'm starting to rethink this one because there's a lot of things that I thought I was dumb about and it was dumb, I thought I was dumb because I didn't know for sure whether this followed certain social protocols or whether this is what I'm supposed to say. Because when, when I ask someone, you know, a trusted friend, hey, am I, am I supposed to say this in this situation or am I supposed to do this? Turns out what I thought I should say is the correct thing. And this is basically just a way for me to uh, affirm what I thought because I would hate to be in a situation where I do or say the wrong thing. But I think for the most part, I do know the right thing. So I'm not so sure that I'm socially dumb anymore. Well, now that that's out of the way, and um, honestly, some of these things I was able to say, actually, that's not true, which is pretty good. I'm going to go on to what I do like about myself. And in the same way, I might end up uh, defeating some of these things and saying, actually, some of these things aren't true. Number one, I have passion. I have passion. I have ideas. 
there's there's ideas I, I have. I have a I got a 3D printer and I built an enclosure for it. I'm passionate about space. I love space. I love space travel. I love uh, I mean just I love everything to do with space. Rockets and except for weapons in space, I am against space weaponry. That's another topic. But I'm passionate about space exploration and I'm really excited to see what comes out of next year in terms of space. Number three. I'm skilled in what I do. I'm very capable. I don't know about very capable, but um, I'm. I find that I am capable of many things. I'm a bit of a Renaissance man. I. I can do music. Doesn't mean I'm any good. I can do plants. I can cook. I can clean. I can take care of cats. Could probably take care of dogs. I've had a dog before. Um, I can 3D print stuff. I can do art. You know, th th there's a lot of other things I can do. I, I can program. I know multiple programming languages, but I think that's true for most people who are programmers. I'm capable. I have a lot of things I can do. Number four, I'm good with my animals. I love my cats. They're very nice and they love people and I love my cats. Number five, I have a good job and I'm financially comfortable. That is self-explanatory. I don't need to, I don't need to say anything more about that. Number six, I think I'm a funny person. I make my friends laugh. I make strangers laugh. I make people laugh, and that's really nice. I know that that's a a good quality that that people like, and I like that I have that. And a lot of the time when I am saying something, I'm not necessarily trying to be funny. But it comes off as funny, and I just accept that people think it's funny and play it off like, yep, that was funny. I totally meant that. Definitely. Number seven. Um, this isn't so much me saying it, uh, and that's an excuse for me to be able to say this. I am kind. I like to think that I am a kind person. I'm no expert in being the nicest man in the world because I'm far from that. But with the, the, the dates I've been on and the rejections I've gotten, they've, they've been, hey, you're, you're kind and you're funny, but I just don't feel the spark. And, you know, that, that's, that's reassuring that I am kind, you know. Pe <laughs> people do think that I'm, I'm nice and funny, and I like that. Number eight. Despite mental deficiencies, I am still a good, productive member of society. Mental deficiencies? Well, that's, a, that's quite a way to put it. Um, yeah, I'm talking about, you know, auditory processing, attention deficit disorder, anxiety, a little bit of depression, sprinkle that in there. Despite all that, you know, I'm still going to work. I'm still doing things. I'm still talking to people, making friends, having ideas. Number nine. I'm creative. I, I, I have an ability to come up with ideas, like for what I have to do for work, come up with a new way to program something or a new method for testing something. I can think of that. And sometimes I struggle with organization, but that does not have anything to do with creativity, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up. The third list of things is oddities. And by that, I mean things that I think are somewhat unique to to me that make me who I am. 
Number one, well, geez, this is kind of a catch-all. I'm not normal, as it says on the list. I don't think I'm I'm normal as a person. I, you know, with with the um, anxiety and attention deficit disorder, I think those are are two things that can feed into this. But I think ju- just in general, I'm I'm a little unusual. I I say things sometimes with without much of a filter. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being able to talk about things that nobody else wants to talk about because I want to talk about them. And I'm sure there are tons of people out there who think, oh, I'd love to be able to talk about this, but they don't do it because social norms or whatever. I say screw those social norms. Well, yes, there are some limits to that. But like this podcast, I'm not ashamed of talking about things that are kind of taboo, things that people don't normally like to discuss. Another weird oddity is when I compare myself specifically to some of my peers, to some of my fellow engineers people have gone through school with. um, One thing that surprised a lot of people was that I can't do a Rubik's Cube. They'd be like, oh, you seem like exactly the kind of person that could solve a Rubik's Cube. And I'd be, oh, gee, thanks. That's a compliment and a half. Um, But now realizing some of the people that I guess I looked up to in my... uh, as, as peers through my life in school and work, I, I realize, you know, m- maybe that is a compliment. A lot of my other peers have, you know, they play D&D and stuff. I don't do that either. I'm just, I, I don't know. I have, I have many qualities of an engineer or like a nerd, but there are a lot of qualities that I'm missing as well. And then those qualities go into, into other things. Uh, and this is the third point, what they, being the peers, tend to lack in artistic ability, I think I have. I've had an artistic streak throughout my life. I've loved to, to doodle and draw and, and make things of all kinds. Number four is a, uh, a strange metaphor that I came up with a little while ago. I feel as though I'm a personification of liminal spaces. If you don't know what uh, liminal spaces are, uh, usually you see them in images. It looks like they, some of them like kind of come out of the 90s, some lo-fi photography. And some examples of um, would be like an empty office building, an empty dead mall, places like that. In these pictures, they, they often, at least they give me a sense of, of creepiness. Uh, there's an unease about them that uh, is very notable. And I don't mean to say that I think that I'm creepy or or anything like that. I just, I mean, let's look at the definition of liminal. Relating to a transitional or initial stage of a process. Occupying a position at or on both sides of a boundary or threshold. And I, I think that, um, hell, both of those, uh, both of those definitions I feel I can relate to. The first one, you know, relating to a transitional or initial stage of a process. I feel like I'm in a a very transitional stage. And I say very transitional, meaning there is a lot of changes that are yet to come. There's a lot of changes that I've gone through socially. And I've become more comfortable with my body, with myself, with who I am. I don't care so much that the way I talk is a little weird and slow. I'm, I'm transitioning to someone who is accepting of themselves. 
and I feel as I'm, I'm in the middle of this transition, not in the middle, meaning from when I started to now is the same amount of time it's going to take from where I am now to the very end. I think I have a lot more to go. I think there's some new changes I got to make. I'm at this, this boundary. I'm trying to get to this boundary and I, I feel like I'm just not whole as a person on either side. I think it's fine to be a person who's not whole on either side. I think you can exist as as a liminal personality of yourself, as, as, a, as a liminal version of who you are in, in two se senses. Um, I'm not going to try to explain that more because that really doesn't make sense. What I'm trying to say is that the personification of liminal space is a way for me to try to describe how I'm feeling about myself, how I'm feeling about who I am and where I'm trying to go. There was a fourth list of what I like in other people, but I don't think that's really relevant to this episode, so I'm just going to skip it. Number five, be myself or change who I am to better fit what people want. That is a loaded question that is missing a third point which is a point that I think that I, I've come to, uh, to accept for myself. And that is the me that I'm trying to be is not the same person throughout my entire life. That person will change. And as a result, who I am trying to be, who I would like to be, who I am, is not ever set in stone. And that's good because that's how growth works. That's how change works. That's how evolution, personal evolution, not biological evolution. That's how that works. But there are other things about myself. For instance, uh, the fact that sometimes, you know, I don't talk without a filter. That, that filter kind of goes away when my Adderall wears off and I, I say things that people think are weird or, or, I mean, hopefully they think they're funny because usually that's my goal. But if they aren't, then, you know, it, it just, it's a little awkward. Is that something about myself? I don't know. Is that something that I'd like to change? Well, if it's something about myself, then why would I want to change it? Because it makes people uncomfortable. But why should I have to change myself because I'm making people uncomfortable? And this is the part I'm struggling with. I think that it's perfectly valid for me to say, here is a thing I'm doing that makes a lot of people uncomfortable or makes them question me. I think it's fine for me to want to change that. I don't think it would do me any harm. It'd probably do me good in the long run to, to do that, to fix that behavior. It's not inherently a bad behavior or a bad quality but it can push people away and I don't like to do that. And then there's qualities that aren't necessarily part of my part of my personality but part of my mind, part of my perception of the world that I would like to change. Seeing myself as somebody who has to live a very minimal life, minimal decorations, minimalist clothing, a lot of solid colors, a lot of hoodies, that can change. That can change easily. I'd love to be more expressive. I'd love to, to be more in touch with my expressive side. 
I, I got an ear piercing on my left ear, just on the lobe, just just one piercing. And it, it was on a Wednesday night that I was talking to a friend and the, the idea came up and I said, you know, maybe I should get a piercing. And he said, can I hold you to that? And I said, well, gee, I guess. We shook hands and I said, I'd get one this weekend. I got it done Friday after work. And you know what? No regrets. Knowing that there's other stuff that I can put in this hole once it's healed that can help express myself in whatever way, I love that. And I'd, I would love to be able to do that. I, lo I would love to be able to just walk around on the street and not feel like a blank canvas, not feel like the blank canvas I've been trying to be for whatever reason. I just want it to be plain. I want it to be totally unnoticeable. I just want it to blend in. Why? Anxiety. I think it was a lot of anxiety that, that pushed me towards wanting to, to not be noticeable. Now I want to be noticed. I want people to say, hey, he seems all right. Or hey, he's looking kind of weird. Or hey, I vibe with that vibe. Maybe I should talk to this stranger. No, I don't want strangers to talk to me so much. I'm just joking about that one. But being more expressive, being able to be confident in expressions of myself, that's something I would love to be able to, to change about myself. I want, I want to do that. So what does all this have to do with the new year? What does this all have to do with self-reflection and New Year's resolutions? Well, that, that last part of, of being myself, changing who I am to better fit what people want, being who I am to better fit what I want for myself, that last one, changing who I am for myself, changing what I'm like for myself, changing how I am expressive of my internal thoughts and feelings for myself. This is my goal for 2022. I, I want to have a better time being confident in myself. I really just narrowed it down to like one sentence and now I am totally drawing a blank of what the heck to even say. There's more than just one answer to the question of why I want to change myself. And the obvious answer is to be a better me. But I'd be lying if I said that that was it. I have other things in, in this life I want to do in the next year. I want to have dates i want to experience intimacy you know i want i want to go out i want to meet people i want to have fun with people i want to feel confident in myself in my sexuality i want to be able to express that and i think i need change for myself to actually experience that because fundamentally who i was a year ago was just not really capable of that. It would take, what it would take for me to be able to, to learn to be comfortable with my sexuality and express that, it, it's just impossible. I would have to be so incredibly lucky 
to find the right person who can do the right thing with me, who can who can help me figure out exactly what I need. That person is it. It's just not realistic for me to think that I'll find them. I'm fine with accepting that. I'm fine with accepting that I will probably, I will definitely need to change. These changes I want to make are, are it's all net positives. So why not? You know, might as well do it while I'm still young. You know, I'm, I'm 23. I would say I have all the time in the world, but I know that that's not true. In a way, I guess I think of lifespan, my lifespan as a, like a Schrodinger's cat. I could live to 90-something. I could live to 25. I could die tomorrow. As of late, my mantra has been, life is too short. Although I do try to eat mostly healthy and stay active and fit, which will help prolong my life into old age if I do keep up these habits, I think my primary focus needs to be on self-improvement in the now, in the near future. One of my primary anxieties comes from a lack of experience, a lack of life experience. And I know I'm still young, but as I'm saying, I don't know how much longer I have. And I'd love to be able to say, yes, I have done these things and I can die happy knowing that, damn it, I at least tried. I at least got to explore the mind, explore intimacy, explore the world. All I've known is playing it safe. It's time for risk. It's time for new ideas. It's time for change. I have about 30 minutes of recorded material before I, uh, I shorten it and take out the awkward silences. Uh, I don't really know what else I have to say on this topic, so I might have to find a new way of uh, scripting and, and writing ideas out better. But with that said, Hope you had or have a happy new year. Stay safe, stay healthy, and hope it all works out for you in 2022. This has been Space for Rant, a stream of self-consciousness. I'm Jacob Baker. You can find me at nautilusstudios.com. That's N-A-U-T-I-L-U-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Quite a mouthful. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Nautilus Studios, spelt the same way as the website. Thanks for listening, and once again, Happy New Year.